Hello there, I'm Patricia and I'm in Hortolândia City, São Paulo, Brazil. You are listening to the English Sabbath School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hi there, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast. Lesson 4 for Wednesday, October 25th. Today's title, Abraham's Mission. Yes, reminding ourselves about the title for this quarter. It's God's Mission, My Mission. So, what was Abraham's mission? But first, shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, oh, Father, we are so grateful for the good night of rest, for the opportunity to wake up and open up our eyes to you. Please, Father, be with us as we're starting to study your word. Guide us now. May we learn to depend on you as other people in the Bible, heroes of our faith, that they were not perfect, but they were learning to depend upon you. Help us to depend upon you and to fulfill the mission you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So what was the result of Abraham's spirit of hospitality, love, and prayer? Remember that we studied about the gift of hospitality, Abraham's love for everyone. Love is a many splendor thing. And also the spirit of prayer. So now we're going to see about his mission. What was it? So open our Bibles. Come on, move, move. Don't be lazy. Come on, don't be lazy. Open your Bibles. Marquinhos, open your Bibles. Fabio, open your Bibles. Come on, come on, Cynthia. Simply scintillating Cynthia. Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 19, verses 1 to 29. Yes, I know they are long Bible verses, but we have to get the context, right? It's not possible to just win one verse. Get the context of the story. So the title is Sodom and Gomorrah Destroyed. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. They answered, No, we will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Talk about explicitness here. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out of our way, they replied. This fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he wants to play the judge. Ha! We'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. But the man inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. 
Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness, so that they could not find the door. The two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, Hurry and get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angel, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the man grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to them, Very well, I will grant this request to. I will not overthrow the town you speak of. But flee there quickly, because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zoar. By the time Lot reached Zoar, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah. From the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Wow, what an amazing story, isn't it? So familiar to us, but still amazing and so powerful and so many details that it would take a whole lesson, a whole week to study about it. But we're going to get just a glimpse here because the focus is Abraham's mission. So what was the result of Abraham's spirit of hospitality, love and prayer? What did you see? What did, what did you say, Charlene? That you imagine that because Abraham was interceding for those people and for Lot and his family, the Lord gave one more chance to the people of the, that's those cities? Yeah. The text gives an interesting indication about the position of Lot in the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. This means he was an important character in the city, 
Certainly a public officer, because sitting in the gate is a privilege of officers, judges, and kings. And let us not forget, he was Abraham's uh, nephew, and he was rich. He had lots of cattle and sheep and camels and servants, because he had been blessed for being, having been with uh, Abraham. Genesis 19 almost parallels chapter 18 and the story of the angels with Abraham. Abraham and Lot were each sitting at an entrance or gate. Abraham and Lot each invited strangers to rest in their abode. Abraham and Lot each prepared food for their visitors. Whatever else, has his, whatever else his faults, Lot had some good characteristics, it seems. Yes, hospitality, right? Genesis 19, 24, 25 from the New King James Version says, Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. Huh. We don't know how many people were living in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah at the time of this account. But among these thousands of people, only four left the city and only three were saved. The same with the Genesis flood. We don't know how many were alive then, but we know that most were not saved. The small number of residents of Sodom who were saved has implications for our own mission. Huh. Not everyone will be saved. We would like everyone to accept Jesus and his plan of salvation, but each person has free will. Our task is to invite as many people as possible to make the choice for Jesus. While we are carrying out our mission, God assists us through the Holy Spirit, but He will never go against the will of anyone. No, 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 no. He will never go against the will of anyone. Free will means that in the end, no matter what we do, no matter how much we pray, salvation comes down to each individual's choice. Yes, and opening a parenthesis here, remember that Uh, Lot, even though he was escaping for his own life, he argued with the angels, telling them, uh, they told him, go to the mountains. They said, no, we're going to die there. Let us go to that little town. Isn't it small? And maybe it was a mistake. Well, maybe not. It was a mistake that he asked. But the Lord granted his petition. God is love and mercy, isn't he? Oh, How can we learn not to be discouraged? That's the final question. How can we learn not to be discouraged if we are not seeing the kind of results that we want when we do mission? Yes, yes. Many times we are just there to plant. Somebody else will reap. Uh, so we have to be patient and surrender it to the Lord. You, my friend, cannot convert anybody. It is the Lord's Spirit touching that person's heart. Well, today's mission was for uh, Abraham and for us as well. Let us pray for each other. Let us show prayer. Let us show hospitality. Let us show love for other people who are different from us, right? Very interesting. And Sodom and Gomorrah really became symbols of depravity, of destruction, of death, right? Uh, that's terrible. But this is the end of lesson Four for Wednesday, 
October 25th. For more information, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Believes UNESP. Tell your friends about our podcast, available on any podcast platform. Pretty please rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you, my friends, once again for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. May the Lord grant you peace and joy on this day.